What are your memories of Ron? Okay, well, he was my teacher um, and he was one of my teachers. And I remember, I mean, I was very, very ingenue and just I had the passion for drama and knew nothing really. Uh, I remember my first my first year, it was just, I was overwhelmed with everything, but just so enthusiastic. And he was like a father figure in a way. He was this dashing man who was the epitome of a, dra- of a, of a theatre director in his, his black shirt or, or black skivvy and the black uh, leather jacket and the black hair that he'd sort of, you know, he'd sort of uh, swish away. Um, uh, that's, that's, and this energy and this real kindness. He was a really kind man. That's how I remember him too. Um, I remember very tall, extremely straight, magnificent straight uh, torso. And yes. I'd never seen a man so majestic ever in my yep. life. And uh, he, as you, uh, reading back over um, his um, CV and those sorts of things, just realising that you and I and those 40 or so people who came into that year because we matriculated, which we called then HSC in 1972, that we really lucked in because um, knowing now, Ron must have been behind the scenes then where drama became this thing in year 11, which some schools had, mine didn't, but I did it outside of school, uh, called an approved activity. And that would have been um, preparing, photography was another one, preparing us or the students um, as a pathway for this course that was available to us, um, which was this amazing Honestly, when you look at, when you think about it now, it, it just does not exist. What no. we into is, it's phenomenal. And to speak about it and to think that that man actually, it seems to me it was his brainchild and it was the thing that he was luckily enough for us, was in a position to see it through and had the kudos and the political nous to... Um, fight whatever demons he had to fight or, or or whatever challenges to get that thing up and running. Yeah, well, he was a very humble man too. Like I didn't know all this stuff about him. He never spoke about, you know, he was just there and I, his love for the theatre was just absolutely amazing. That that sort of shone through, uh, you know, his eyes would light up and and he would, um, you know, take us through these journeys. And, of course, you you did your course in Blueberry Street, didn't you? I think I may have been a few years before you. I may have. I graduated in, did you graduate in 73? From where? From, I did I did my course at, at uh, Blueberry Street. Yes, but w- you graduated from there in 73. That's right. So I did yes, a, that's right. I majored in drama and then I did French uh, at, at uh at the State College, and then I was involved with the Italian Theatre Company at Melbourne University, um, and sub-majored in English as well. So, so you yeah. would have been one of his first. So we did yeah. our HSC in 72 and came into Burberry Street and then that magnificent uh, building on the corner of Grattan and Swanson, which was brand new. The thing about that course, um, when you when you think about it now, um, and as drama teachers and theatre practitioners and actors and all the things that that course has gone on to give us and our um, and our um, you know our peers is 
a phenomenal base understanding of the whole of drama and ed- well, not the whole of drama in, in education, but a practical drama and education and a hands-on cultural experience. So that when we when I got there, all of a sudden we were calling these teachers Ron and Lindy. And mm. you know, I, I'd always been Mr. and Mrs. and Sister, and because I went to a, a convent, but um it was these he assembled a staff that there was Lindy Davies, there was yes. Mel Moore. Well, uh- um, um, and and, and uh, Daryl Wilkinson was wonderful, and, Wil- and and of course also Max Gilly. So he was he was a character too. But yeah. I, I worked a lot with Lindy. I must admit I worked more with Lindy than than Ron. Uh, but I was I, I did my first performance with him. He was he, he directed me in the first play because we were doing writers to the scene. You know, I agree. I was, I'll just talk about this in a minute. That space was magical. And we created, we invented, we oh, we used to be there till midnight with the teachers sometimes. In our leotards. Yes, that's right. I get yeah. teachers in leotards. And in the different rooms, you know, the, the, you know, the jazz ballet that I did upstairs, I, was, I loved it because, you know, I couldn't do anything else, just, you know, all that sort of moving around. But that little theatre and the way it was moved around because it was a real open stage, you know, and, um, and it sort of just, it changed every time. Well, we had um, Boobie Street Theatre down there in um, in Bouvery Street, but which the converted area and that divine little theatre and those areas upstairs, but that open stage was a purpose-built, magnificent, fully... In, the, in Swanson Street. Oh, my God. That yeah. Well, I went, when I came back, because I went overseas, I went um, to Italy to study at the Academy of Dramatic Arts and stayed. <laughs> I resigned from the department uh, and stayed. And when I came back, they said to me, Nina, upgrade your qualifications. We'll give you the theatre. We'll give you a technician. Do whatever play you want. You're done. And so I did a, a Pirandello play uh, in Italian for an Italian and non-speaking Italian audience, and it was wonderful. Now, what was year great. was that? That would have been in 82. And that was your transition because what we had was what was then called was a four-year degree we had higher diploma teaching secondary and we majored in drama. And That's then right. conversion to the B.Ed. So just That's for it. the benefit of the audience, I'll just tell them what, what was on offer for us. We went in as first years and we had to do four subjects. And those of us who chose drama as one, we might have done English. I did music. We might have had done geography. We might have done economics. We could have done that. We did those over with the in sort of the university side. That's and right. For six or I think it was six or eight hours a week, we came in first year and did drama. And it was it was like we, we'd found this private world. These this, That's right. We'd found each other, we'd found our tribe, and we yeah. did these truly what we'd now call immersive drama activities, exercises, trust exercises, sensory. Um storytelling we froze to drum beats we did all that sort of jazz Mm -hmm. and learnt the basic understanding as adults as 18 19 year olds of drama then instead we didn't write any essays no we didn't all prac 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 book we read was something that that they they gave us book lists but if you wanted to read it you could look it up now this is my in when I was in first year can you believe this I never read a book on teaching and role or the teacher enrolled. You won't believe this. In my I believe first, it because I experienced it too. My first year, 
the second, the third and fourth years, who just were the most amazing people to me, they were working with this woman who we'd seen a film on called Dorothy Heathcote. Mm. He bought out and um I was there, so we would have been, we would have done the same workshop. And yeah. I watched it and couldn't believe that this woman was in front of me. I saw the teacher enroll. I didn't have to read a book on it. It was magic. It was something that was, you know, it stays as it stayed in my mind. It, it there was just something that she calmly, quietly she created it. She sort of pulsated with this energy and made us all go with her in this journey it was just too beautiful there was about 150 of us there remember backed into that room and then in second year it it the the, this the eight hours i think went to 12 hours and then we had electives now i've just listed some of the electives and you said jazz you've done your homework i had to because i had to think about it um you said jazz ballet so that's what interested you we could do voice we could do movement and dance which you've done jazz ballet there was puppetry and mask making. I did all of those at yep. different times. There yeah, acting and play production. So we had to audition for the plays. And I've listed some of the plays that were on. I think you could do stage management, lighting and the technical side if that if that was your bench. So there were kids doing sound, um, costume and props, I think. And I think you could even sort of do some directing. But I was one of the... Ex- yes, yes, you could because I directed one play. Yeah. Yes, lucky people who he had gone... Um, Ron had gone to um, Canada in 1972 to a children's um, theatre and education youth theatre um, event and uh, he had seen or heard of the works of Keith Johnston. Keith just passed away in March this year and mm-hmm. uh, from there in 1974 Ron brought out to Australia, to Melbourne, David Lander and it put up um, a list of um, electives. We could write our electives on a board. I remember writing and I put my name under the name improvisation. I'll tell you who was on that list in that improvisation class. Denise Scott, Margaret Cameron, Jenny Hartsmeyer, Megan Jones, Nadia Tosopoulos. Yep, yep, yeah, I know, I know all of them. And me. And then the men were Rafi Gazarin, Steve Gratian, Dr. Steve Gratian, Ian Rowland and John O'Joanides. And we then, we did nine hours of impro. We had to, we we were only, if you did impro, that's all you did. You, and mm. so sacrificed the other electives. And the work we did was so extraordinary that Ron allowed that to go on to the second term, the third term, and then it went to 16 hours a week in third year and then right through fourth year until we ended up on an arts council, Victorian. We were a theatre and education team. And do you know, 10 years later, when um, theatre sports, after that I went to NIDA and all sorts of things, but when when theatre sports came to Belvoir Street, when we purchased Belvoir Street in 1984 and Noni Hazelhurst bought um, theatre sports to Australia to make money really for, for and to bring the community together, mm. I, I knew all the games. I, mm. I Because Ron had bought a teacher who taught me and those people I listed and I ended up the national coach of theatre sports have taught all over every state except Victoria because they didn't need me, but um, every state and uh, and Canada, not Canada, um, New Zealand and uh, Japan. Um, and I can honestly say every single thing that, I, and I've dedicated my book to Ron. 
mm. teacher of teachers, I learned everything in yep. that four years because of him. Yes, I went to NIDA. Yes, I did all those other things as you did. But the basis of all my learning comes from those. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was fortunate enough because I was working in two places. I was working um, with, uh, with, the, with the, the, the drama course at, at, uh, in Burberry Street, but I was connected to Melbourne University. So I was working with an Italian director who came from Naples and he was doing all the classics in Italian. And I, my Italian was a bit sketchy, so I used to get little character parts. To, uh, I developed character acting beautifully. But it allowed me, between that and watching Ron direct, Oh, my passion for directing just went, you know, skyrocketed. I felt insecure. I must admit my first uh, directing um, uh, skill there at, at Beaver Street was a bit sketchy. I needed support. I just felt, I just was, you know, I had all these people around me and I thought, oh, who's little me, you know. But I do remember Ron, he directed me in um, 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 the the Irish play, uh, um, the Riders to the Sea, and I really wanted to play the mother I could feel the mother in me, but I was this little little thing, you know, this young little thing, that really inexperienced in any way, you know. Um, and so he 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 cast me as the young the, the young girl, the young daughter, Nora. But it was beautiful anyway because it allowed me to sort of watch uh, and what to to partake and to watch at the same time. And it's it's a really good skill because I always get my kids to direct and to and to act and to watch watch each other, you know. Um, I, I really do agree because I have lots of pre-service teachers who have no idea. They've had no crack work at all. Mm -hmm. It's all been paperwork, paperwork, paperwork. And I just throw them at the deep end, ride with me, run with me. Sometimes they can be overwhelmed. Um, but you know, then I'll slow down a bit, you know, because it's that's what I'm that's what I'm used to. Um, just, I'm just I'm used to that. Can't imagine what? any other way of doing no. it. He loved um Lorca. He loved to go see oh, a Lorca. Me too. I just finished a, a blood wedding with my kids, my year 11 and 12 kids. Well, I saw you know, House of Bernarda Alba. Yeah, yeah. And I think he did blood wedding as well. At Probably. Some, yeah, he loved yeah, it. Was, yeah. But, what you know, one night um, he there was a performance on because the it was a student performance, mind you, at, in Burberry Street. And, you know, that little area where you had your tea and coffee that was like a foyer too? So I was helping out, I think. I'd seen the show and I was helping out. And so I was there in the foyer and he's pacing up and down really kind of like edge on edge on edge. And I said to him, I said, why how come you're not inside? He said, oh, no, no, I get too nervous. I get too nervous. And I was so, and I think it was the first, the opening night. It must have been the opening night or, or whatever because I, I, I was just, I was so surprised because he's such a confident man to see him so, you know, um, trying to listen in but not going in there because he was, you know, that's how much he loved his students, I think. And he was he was just a gentleman. He just the the likes of it's a it's a really I imagined Nina. I walked straight out of school into that. I yes. imagined that's what everything was like. Yes, I know. And then you go you end up in a school and you thought, oh no, you're <laughs> Drama is the most important subject in the world, you know. You're going to transform have, the world to teaching drama. <laughs> I have teachers, teaching teachers, you know, uh, teaching teachers come to me, well, working, and you just think, how do you? I'll tell you a little story. A little girl said to me recently, I'll call her a little girl, she's probably 20. 
21, maybe 22, she said, oh, you're amazing. I said, oh, am I? She said, yes. I said, oh, yes. Well, what do I do that you think's amazing? Mm. She said, oh, the way you get them to do all these things. I said, what sort of things? She said, oh, you say get into a circle and they get into a circle. circle. (laughs) um, She said, and you say get a pair and they get a pair. And I said, oh, yes. And what course are you, now what degree have you got, dear? You know, old lady talking. She said, oh, she said, I've just graduated from um, Sydney University. I said, isn't that marvellous? And what are you, what are you, what's your degree? And she said, I have a master's in teaching theatre. Wow. Yeah. And I, I know. she didn't know how to say, get into pairs, name yourselves yeah. A and B. Yeah. Hands up A, hands up B, right, A. Mm. Objective is this, and she, and get and and like one of the teachers, like a young teacher that was, she was taking a drama class, with you know, and couldn't get them, you know. And I had them for one lesson while she observed, and she goes, "Oh my God, you got them all working, you got them all up doing." I said, "Yeah, because there's no, I don't want to do, I can't do, I'm not doing in my drama class." They all know that, you know. Everybody's going to participate to the best they can, yeah. you know, I'm and you're talking just talking about it. Yeah, yeah, you just sort of, it just happens, you know. But, you, you know, just to tell you about the, the the wonderful nature of the course that we did where it was all prac, 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 and, and, and that's it. You're just, you're just, you're, you're taking it into your skin, into your body, into your heart by working like that with people. And, you know, I can't remember bad moments at all. And all the teachers were wonderful. They had the same passion, I think, than, than, than Ron did. And you, you learned those different right. skills. You must have been so clever because... A great leader has a happy team around him. Yes. And we never saw any kvetching and, and, or anything, but every time I walked down that corridor, I never saw, you never heard any moaning from teachers. No, no, not at all. Whenever I looked down that into those rooms, there was Ron at a typewriter typing. or well, He was always working. And they just seemed, he chose them. Like, how lucky were yeah, we? Because I, I think probably... In my years there, like still trying to, we still had even more. I think he was trying to sort of uh, find, find, like, you know, starting to, you know, the, the work that he must have done to make it accessible and that it was going to be a drama class, you know. Uh, you know, an official official drama classes was amazing because when, you know, when I heard that it was going to be, you know, drama I wanted to teach and drama, I thought, my world, you know, it's come. It's absolutely come. You can't believe it. When I think when I was in year 10, form four, here's this man paving this course. Yes. And here are these little baby boomers who are overeducated just by luck. The fact that we lived in the country we lived in, we were born to the people we were born with. Our parents weren't necessarily wealthy. We didn't necessarily go to wealthy schools. And then into this comes Gough Whitlam. <laughs> what a man. And then what a man. Free education. And, and in my class, there were kids in um, young men in um, soldiers' uniforms. They'd just come back from. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so the other thing I remember about Ron was I did do an elective with him called, I think it was called Australian Language. Okay. And. Somewhere in the depths of of a of a of a of a cupboard, I've got down the back somewhere, but I could never have even found them. I've got the notes, I think, or they're in my mind. I now remember reading a book. I just remember sitting in this class, 
agape at this yep. man's knowledge of him talking about our language, our vernacular, our dialect, the dialect you and I are speaking now, which is pretty well a Melbourne dialect, mm -hmm. um, um, and how it changed the convicts and the set early settlers and how the words came from old Cockney and Welsh and Irish and Scottish and, and the old Viking and how every state in Australia, I'm still remembering it, has a different accent. And I was amazed at this. Yes, and then yeah, all yeah. the words that were different that in Queensland they said port. And I thought, yes, I've heard that. And we say suitcase and New yeah, I remember those. I remember those workshops. I do, and they were just really because I never thought of it before. You know, I thought of it before, and I got to NIDA, and who knew it all? Yeah, I knew it all. I'm going. Yeah. Oh, I've got different accents, and they're going. Who's this girl who knows everything? And Ron Danielson taught me. You know how you know how um your fourth year you're supposed to do an inverted commas a thesis of some sort. So I went to Ron and I said, I'm not. I'm not too sure what I want to do, but um. It's interesting doing something with with um, migrant kids, you know, teaching drama with migrant kids. And he said, well, that can be done. That's great. Um, and he said, uh, uh, he made some suggestion. I, I contacted um, uh, Uni High and I said I was wondering if I could come and be, you know, take a group of kids who have never done Brian Hogan there then? No, Brian Hogan was at, at the, at the, um, the in, uh, I worked with Brian Hogan later on. Right. He was there a little bit later, you know, and I got along with him really, really well. I don't know what happened along the way because I was overseas because then I left and was overseas. But so then you got a group of kids from that school? Yeah. So anyway, um, and um, and I said to him, I said, so how do you want me to do this, like, as a thesis, you know? He says, just write, um, uh, like, diary entries of what you do. So I had these kids and I'd take them out. They hardly spoke any English. And with that, I did, I was teaching them, I was doing drama with them and communicating the language and whatever. It was a really amazing, it was hard, it was hard, but I've used drama in my language teaching because I teach Italian and, and I used to teach French. I've used drama all the time. Drama is uh, a method. I actually, took, I actually use it. I used to teaching engineers in Italy. Um, and they, when the when the guy boss came, he said these guys should be actors, not engineers. <laughs> but well, anyway, so it was because it, I thought that it could be applied with everything, well, and you could right. use drama in every subject. That's how I, when I graduated, that's how I felt. And that's what it was. That's what we were taught. And look, we were taught it was actually called um, a drama as a method. Yeah. So method, in my, yeah. Me, in my, drama as a method. So in my fourth year, um, which was nineteen seventy six. Um, yeah, so you do you were three years. Yeah, that's right. I registered right. three. Yeah, so that that makes um, sense because a lot would have happened between then. Did it did? Yeah. And um, so what he'd done by then, we had this alternative education team. You know, that fourth year was all about your thesis and doing that. Well, we didn't call it a thesis, but doing this big. Yeah. Um, this big. The big final. Big, yeah. We in second year we observed teaching in schools and then in third year we taught we did teaching rounds and we were we were out in the schools teaching and in fourth year we did two teaching rounds and then I was in an alternative group called D team and I guess it, there was A B C and D but D seemed to me to stand for drama and Ron was in D team he was a he was one of the teachers in D team and there was a group of us from the drama department from us from our, from mm. our course. Mm. 
most of us. And then um, the others were maths and science um, alternative free thinking types who came from the university to do their B.Ed with us in that alternative D team. And so there were people like you working with them in maths to teach them to, to do drama. Yes, as- yeah, which, you know, that, that that that's to me it was like it made sense. I, I, I couldn't understand why people didn't understand because you're working with the whole student you're working creatively. You're 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 sort of uh, uh, you know you're you're mentoring them. You're sort of developing their person. You know, helping them develop their person as well as learning skills in various subjects. So why not apply it? You know, you don't, you don't learn anything reading a book. You can't. No. You can't you can, well, you learn a lot reading a book, but you can't learn to ride a bike reading a book. You yeah. only learn to ride a bike yeah. on a bike, mm. um, and you can't. You know, it's where 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 I can't learn anything unless I'm doing it and yeah. and, and 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 you know the first year teaching was 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 challenging because you had it all there but you had still had that 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 um uh, phase of okay I've got to apply this but it certainly came much more naturally and also oh, with the theater experience of doing plays absolutely we'd done it all and we'd practiced yeah. on each other um in my fourth year uh you can't believe it. I wrote, um, I gathered 40 people and I did a thing called um, Where, uh, How It Was Heaven in 37 and it was a, a radio show with a full orchestra, big band from um, the music department upstairs. Yep, yeah, so beautiful. All that, all that integration. And, uh, and uh, we did um, a full live broadcast full in 1930s gear at the Why Not Theatre um, I never wrote an essay on it. Um, yeah. uh, I directed it. I was in it. Um, Denise Scott was in it. Um, all those people that we had a talent show, we had plays, we did Dad and Dave. I went to Canberra in the yeah. summer holidays and got the scripts from the radio and um, broadcasting archives. And that then went on. We did How It Was Heaven in, that was called How It Was Heaven in 37. Then we did Where Were We in 43. The following year is a follow up in Bouverie Street. Um, and then it went to the Pram Factory. And I broke- did you? Oh, yeah, Pram Factory, was that? But some of the shows, were, the Pram. We were affiliated with La Mama. We'd go yeah. there to La Mama. I know. I know. And that it was, was amazing. That you was know, Carlton, Carlton was the place at the time. It really was. That the, was wrong. The, Italian, the Italian restaurants were starting up and it was all just, uh, you know, and the university and then you could sort of, you know, uh, oh, I'm not going to go to the English lecture. I'll get the notes anyway. But you never missed a drama uh, lesson. I missed so many so many English history, you know, classes, oh. but I never missed. I never, never missed. drama. You couldn't yeah. wait. You had your leotards on under your clothes. You were racing yeah. down. You couldn't All wait. All down. To, when, when we were in Boobery Street, we'd often go into uh, Comedia de Latte, you know, in the park, yeah. at park area. That was great yeah. fun. Playing yeah. all the characters. People thought we were nuts. Right. But, we know. did yeah. filth there and everything. It's now, our world. I've just got a few plays that were written in, uh, it came up at that time um, that I thought might be of interest to our um, listen to our viewers. Um, these are the plays that I remember from my time. I do remember seeing Blood Wedding, The House of Bernarda Alba that Ron directed, and I couldn't believe it. Nadia Tosopoulos was in it. She was divine. Yeah. Um, plus other people I don't remember. They were divine. I couldn't believe it. They were just marvellous. Wasn't it empowering for girls? It's beautiful. Yes, yeah, beautiful. What he did for girls. There wasn't, there wasn't, there wasn't, 
we didn't even think about it, you know. Think about it. You no, think about it. we were just we were just there Never. embracing each other and 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 forging ahead. Never thought you know? about it. it wasn't an issue, and it felt like it was natural. Well, it was. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then they did a ring around the moon. Lindy Davies did an extraordinary production in that uh, place in that um, um, uh, open stage called Right Across Lake Constance. Mm-hmm. She also did the famous Marasad, which mm-hmm. had like forty in it. And that was into like all levels of students. I wasn't in that, um, but it was extraordinary. I saw it many times. Daryl Wilkinson directed Love's Labour's Lost. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Moore was in it with us. So we had staff members. He was actually- lovely, Malcolm. He was lovely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember him coming to supervise my first teaching uh, post. Yeah. yeah. What a good teacher. He was great. He, was he built, I was so nervous and he sort of prompted a couple of little things and and just whispered a couple of things in my ear and that was it. I was I was on my way. Yeah, the mm. feedback was amazing. Um, from there, Lindy Davies directed, uh, no, 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 Sue Neville, who was on staff, yeah. directed uh, Lindy Davies and Margaret Cameron, who's now, of course, passed away. Nice, but yeah. Margaret Cameron in Lindy Davies in Mishka and Namagava, that sort of trance piece that went on at La Mama that was really amazing. Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. Yes, you would have seen that. And um and then we did this thing called Under the Effluence. You would have seen Effluence. It was a big multi cross uh all the uh the music It rings a bell, but remember that I was I was away. I, I taught for three years and then I went overseas and and I stayed. I stayed 10 years in Rome. Heck. Working in children's theatre and directing, and how wonderful! <laughs> I uh, resigned from the department, which I shouldn't have, because you remember those days. Your student, your four years training was part of your t- your sort of teaching, and then I had done three years of teaching. I did two years at Mornington High and one at at, um, um, at another school in Melbourne, um, and um, then went overseas for a year. Uh, I was supposed to go for a year, and then I just thought, no, I'm, I'm getting I'm back to my roots too. Because that's another that's another migrant story, um, just sort of reconnecting with your with your people. And so, when you came back, did you then pick up teaching again? When I came back, the funny thing is, I came back and immediately I was um, Tess Luciotis grabbed me, and uh, uh, somehow or other I was cast into a play that she'd already done about the the journey it was called, and we did this big tour. Um, we did this tour around Australia, uh, but I'd already started teaching and somehow or other I was able to get a bit of time to, to go and do that. So I, I, I started at Reservoir High. I'm, st- I'm still there. Um, um, I did some emergency teaching. Then Reservoir High, they, they got me as an English teacher. And then um, at, in, in that same year, I joined halfway through the year. I was helping out with the production, the school production that was happening. Then the following year, I directed a school production, but I still was from this from that that training that drama is about, you know, the Dorothy Heathcliff, Heathcliff stuff. You don't do big musicals. You you do theatre. Yeah. You use theatre as a means to develop the person. So yeah. I was very still very biased, and then I realised a little bit later on, I realised oh things have changed. The the attitude that we were sort of like purists. No. No, no, we don't do musicals. No, that's not what this is all about. You know, we our theatre, our drama classes are developing the person, and yes, we can get them to do performances, but not these sort of show offy sort of things. You know, and so for a long time, I refused to to do musicals. So I was trying to do straight theatre, 
um, with, 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 you, with the audience, you know, with, with, with the, but they're so used to it, you know. They love the songs and they love the dancing and, you know, and after a while I, I realised, okay, it has its place. So when you think about it. So I started writing plays with the kids. So what you and I have, um, I went on after teaching for three years, I did my full three years and then I auditioned for NIDA and got in and then went to NIDA and then, um, you know, worked in the industry. It was still in the industry as an actor but worked then, started, was at the beginning of theatre sports and had become the improvisation teacher, yep. really. And um, ball from Ron Danielson and, and David Lander and then went and worked with Keith Johnston. But why I'm saying all this is... Um, and then taught at NIDA for 25 years and now teach at, at improvisation at universities and all around and around. But why I'm saying all that is you and I, what we have and, and our peers, we have been drama methodologists from mm. that course, writers, yep. directors, Definitely. Communicators, a communication teacher. I teach. I, corporate, I teach corporate. I I teach. I act a lot when I'm teaching. That's right. I act all the parts. You know what I mean? It just comes spontaneously. I mean, it just sort of is part of my. Te- it's not for them to copy me, but they get. It's they get the, they get that stimulus. Get inspiration and they get stimulus and they get. Oh, okay. That's how far we can go. Mm, mm, mm. Um. Uh, so we've become writers, directors. Um methodologists, um, practitioners, uh, communications teachers. Um, We can work right across from little children all the way through to I've worked with old, you know, people Mm. older than you and I now, Mm. although there aren't many of them. And um, in so many different areas, you've worked across languages. You've worked within. You you've worked as an actress in another country and a teacher in another country, working in another language, all from that course. Mm. And, and one of the one of the things that that also is, is you know again it comes from that source, uh, working with Indigenous kids because I've got a lot of kids you know mm-hmm. it's, but now everybody's talking about it but in those days there was a bit of money to be had and nobody could think of anything to do and I went Ding! and suddenly I'm taking these kids to to work with elders in different parts of of you know camps. Uh, but that's camps, camps, rehearsal camps, performance camps, big shows, big multicultural shows. Yeah. I mean, now to try to do something like that, it's impossible. The paperwork is a killer. I can't do it anymore. I refuse to do it. It goes contrary to all my principles of what teaching is all about. The other unusual thing is when I found when I left, uh, in the, let's say in the 90s, People having, you know, oh, I'm doing a master's now, I'm doing this now, I'm doing that. And I think, why do people need all these courses? Exactly, exactly. I've done my little high diploma of teaching secondary. Yeah, me too. Conversion into and then upgraded to Bachelor of Ed. Bachelor. And I've got a Bachelor from NIDA, right? So yes. performing arts. Yeah. And I've written a couple of books on what I learned at school with <laughs> Ron Danielson. And, That's funny. And yeah. I go, well, I've, I've signed up for a master's a couple of times and I thought, why do I want to do a master's? I don't need to do all this stuff. No. Well, 
apart from that that period of being overseas, but then I was working in I was working in schools. I was working with children's a group of people who were doing children's theatre and and um, and I was involved in in theatre as an actor as well, um, performing as well. But it, it, I've been a full time teacher to, because of drama. That's right. And I'm still teaching full time. That's right. It's like, you know, and I've got the drama and theatre studies. But I think if I didn't have those subjects, I would not be teach, still teaching. I couldn't possibly. So think. we are blessed. I don't know how long this is meant to go for, but maybe we should just sum, sum ourselves up. That Yes, I think so. <laughs> Poor Andrew, he's been at it all day because I was there this morning. <laughs> that a magnificent man with a vision. Beautiful. A teacher of teachers a beautifully spoken, principled, glorious human being who, thank God, was given the position and the wherewithal to encompass this and set this forward and people trusted him and entrusted him at a time when Australia was ready for it. You and I and about 120, 150 others mm. lucked in and did the most magnificent course of all time. And mm. our work got his work goes on because we are all still going. All We're still people. going. <laughs> we are still going. I've just went and I'm gonna that. I'm gonna go part-time next year, I think. <laughs> well, I just because I need I need to to do other things. Yeah. Margot Knight play Lindy, um, Linda, um, Willie Linda Lohman in Death of a Salesman. Um Mm. Sue Colley and Irma Havlicek, who did the course with at the same time as me, they were in the year under below me. We got in a car from Sydney and went all the way to Port Macquarie to see Margot in that play. Um, and she started at Melbourne State College. Where mm. all that acting, we've mm. gone to film, we've gone into TV. Look at and see, and I think I was, I think the couple of years before, which started up the couple of years before me, because I think. I think Riverstep had been going on for about two years before I started the, the the actual place. I think I'm not sure 100, but already the people who were there were were working in the working in the field. History, yeah, yeah, teaching working. and working in the field. And I got into the College of the Arts after, and I mm. thought, why would I come here? I've done all this. Mm, mm, mm. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I must admit, when I went to the when I went to to study at the Academy of Dramatic Arts in Rome, I had that same feeling because I'd also worked with the with the Neapolitan guy. So I had the experimental sort of work with Ron and that 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 whole world, and then a very very classical kind of um, uh, um, Italian uh, theatre. You know, where everything sort of is has its place. You know what I mean? It was beautiful bringing them together. But when I was at the Academy, I thought, yeah, I know all of this. And that's yeah. why tonight, because I wanted to do the classics. Mm. I wanted mm. the, the I wanted to just be an actor. I thought I know all the rest of it. I don't know yeah. all the rest of it, yeah. but I've experienced all of that. Yeah, I just want to see. I want to go, and I was ready for it. And how lucky are we? Well, God bless you, Ron. Honestly, Ron. I was so sad when I heard his passing because I I was I went I went overseas and then I never sort of was able to see him again. You know. Mm. Um, so that was really, really sad. But because uh, he's he's probably I can see him, I can see him vividly. 
You know, it's like uh, you've got a picture in your mind and it's it's not a, a still picture, it's a mobile picture. He's mobile. moving around. He's gesticulating. And he's tall <laughs> yeah. and he's above everybody like a giraffe. because That's right. Tall. Yeah. So elegant with that long straight back like a dancer. Yes. And with his beautiful, as you said, his polar neck jumper. Yes. And with the role is so elegant that hair always beautifully kept those yes. brown eyes and yeah. just insightful but so yeah it was so well mannered and and yeah. and it made you feel made you because I was like you know who am I you know I'm a nobody sort of thing amongst all these people but he never made you feel uh, competent and I I think in my little self playing Nora uh, in in some way, I probably built a lot of internal uh, trust in myself without even realizing it. You did, yeah, yeah. Because I think then, uh, then the year afterwards, I was being a little bit too out there. <laughs> I had to pull myself back. <laughs> it's been absolutely beautiful talking with you. Nancy. Oh, fantastic! It's been really lovely. Um, it's been a really interesting day. I was I was interviewing. Um, drama teachers who are sort of you know um, in their sort of retirement stage and and just and the things that they've said are so the same sort of stories that, that are happening you know that especially let's put it our generation of people you know what I mean um, and let's just hope that it sort of it will survive it needs to because I think that it's needed you know creative problem solving that's what they're talking about at schools now you know so I think he <laughs> wants us to wind it up Okay, Drew, thank you very much for, for being so patient. Lynette, it's been lovely talking to you and thank you for doing your homework because I haven't had time. But um, And good luck with everything. And good luck with you. Thank and may, you. The, may the grace of Ron Danielson be with us. All. <laughs> all right, thank you very, very much. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Ciao. 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 All right.